Good to see all of you here on this Thanksgiving weekend. And I just trust that you've had a great week. I always look forward to this week. I was reading a story <coughs> of a uh, middle-aged man from Phoenix. <coughs> he called up his son and he said, Son, after 45 years of marriage, I cannot take this marriage anymore. And I'm done. So call your sister. And, and he hung up. Well, the son called his sister and said, you're not going to believe what dad just told me. He said he's, he's ending relationship with mom. And she said, no way. She said, she said, no, I'm calling him back. She said, in fact, you get a flight tomorrow. We're going out there together. She called her dad. She said, dad, we are coming out tomorrow. Don't do anything until we get there. The man hung up the phone and said, looked at his wife and said, Honey, both the kids are coming for Thanksgiving and they're paying their own airfares. <laughs> so. Well, we, I hope you had a great time with your family. We missed one of ours, probably because of airfare. Janelle was out in Vancouver, but thanks to the, wild, the great world of technology, she had a Skype Thanksgiving with us. We set her place at the table and put a computer there. And... Uh, now if they could just figure out how to Skype the Thanksgiving dinner to Vancouver, that would really be neat. <clears throat> but uh, we, uh, we enjoyed our family. I, I trust that you did. It's always a great time of getting together. You know, if there's one topic that we need to be reminded of, it's the call to be thankful. I, every year I get, to, I get to Thanksgiving and... I just feel very much convicted about preaching on the same topic every year. Because this, very frankly, is something that we actually need to be reminded of every day. At least I do. Maybe you're by nature just a thankful person. But I have to really work at being thankful. And so this morning we're talking about an attitude of gratitude, being a thankful person. And thankfulness is extremely I can't overstate this. It is so powerful. It's like, you know, if you walk into a dark room with a light, the darkness is dispelled. I mean, the darkness is overpowered by light. Thankfulness is like that. It overpowers self-pity. It overpowers pessimism. It overpowers bitterness. It overpowers so many things. And so we're going to talk about that because in essence God has called us to be, you know, if there's one thing God has called us to be, it's to be thankful. I'd like to read from Psalm 50, verses 7 through 14. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are ever before me. I have no need of a bull from your stall or goats from your pens. For every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice thank offerings to God and fulfill your vows to the Most High. So God comes to his people and he says, look, I, I'm not faulting you for bringing these sacrifices. I asked you to sacrifice, to do this. That's not the issue that I have with you. 
said, but you need to realize something. I really don't need your bulls and your goats. I own every beast in the field, uh, the cattle on a thousand hills all belong to me, all the birds in the forest, all the animals in the fields. In fact, the whole world is mine. Everything in it is mine. Do you think that what I want is to eat the flesh of bulls and drink the blood of goats? No, God is saying, I'm looking for something much deeper. I'm looking for something behind the sacrifices that you're making. Here's the sacrifice that I desire. And it's in, in verse 14. Sacrifice, thank offerings to God. Sacrifice, thank offerings to God. This is what God is looking for in our hearts. Last week, I talked about the fact that what the reason God created the world, the reason you're here, the reason I'm here, the reason we're involved in history, the only reason the planet is here, is because from the very beginning, God desired to display His glory and His character through His creation. And it's very important to understand that that's why you're here. You are here that, that through you, through God's interaction with you and I, that He might display His glory and His character. That, that we might look at God and say, wow, that is just amazing. That we look at God's creativity around us, we look at the power with which He made everything, and we are just in awe and, and so thankful to God. And then, and then, of course, the whole redemptive story, we, real, we realize that God has saved us. And not only saved us, but blessed us beyond our imagination. And so, we are here, you and I, we are here to, to, to live in that understanding. To live in that understanding. In the Old Testament, there were, thank, uh, there were, there were lots of things that God set up to try and help His people to become thankful. There were, as we see, there are special days that were set aside solely for the purpose of thanksgiving. Whole days, sometimes weeks, which were set apart just to give thanks. We see that there are special offerings or sacrifices that God called His people to make whose specific purpose was to give thanksgiving. We see there are special people, the Levites. They were called to lead the people in exercises of thanksgiving. And then we see that there was, you know, I think as you read through that special book, which is the Psalms, we find just so many calls to thanksgiving. This is so important because when nations cease to give thanks to God, they cease to exist. Let me say that again. When nations cease to give thanks to God, they eventually will cease to exist. Romans 1.21. It says, because they didn't honor me and they did not give thanks to me, God says, I gave them over to themselves, to their own destruction. Our whole purpose for existence, as it says in Ephesians, is that we might be for the praise of His glory. And so, thankfulness is a bottom line issue for all of us. I have a chair up here this morning, and it's kind of a special chair. And it's called... 
a Thanksgiving chair. It's a chair that you and I need to sit in every day. I'd like you to watch this little clip, and maybe it'll stick in your mind this coming week. The Thanksgiving chair. It's my like to, just in the last 10 minutes here, share three things. This is somewhat of a formula, but I think it might be helpful. Three things that you can do to become a more thankful person. 
They're very simple things, but here they are. You've heard them before, but I want to remind us of them again. Number one is you can choose to give thanks. You can choose to give thanks. You can make a choice to be thankful. With God's Spirit in you, you have the power to do that. Listen to the command. You saw it up there just a moment ago. In everything, give thanks. God wouldn't ask you to do something that He hadn't given you the power to do. So here's how it works. Here's how it works for me. Last week I got up on Monday morning, went out. The battery on the van was dead. I went, oh man. Now I got, now I got a, the cables were kind of corroded and I didn't know if it was the cables or what and now I'm going to be late to the office and Vicky needs the car today and I'm getting into this, you know how that is. Why did this have to happen this morning? Whenever you're there, don't forget the chair. And so what I needed to do at that point is just sit down in the chair. Do you know that 92% of the people in the world, 92% of all people on the face of the earth do not own a car? And I'm complaining about a dead battery. I have two cars. I have two cars that run. I have the $75 to buy a new battery. And so as you begin to go through your day and you begin to sit in the Thanksgiving chair, as you begin to choose to be thankful, in every situation, that's what it says, in everything. There should never be a situation in our day, in your day, in my day, where we do not choose to be thankful. We can choose to give thanks. And it, it really is a choice. Right now where you sit, I don't know what your hard attitude is, but you can choose right now to be thankful. Every morning, I need to pray. We need to pray. You need to pray. Lord, help me choose thankfulness today. That's the first one. Here's the second one. The second one is to make God your focus. Make God your focus. You know, God is the only thing that doesn't change. God is the only thing you can ultimately count on. You can't count on your job. You can't count on your friends. You can't count on your spouse. You can't count on anything to be st stable. You can hope they will be. But God is that only constant. You know, the, the weather changes. People change. The standings change. Everything changes, but God does not change. And often what God will do is He will pull the rug out from under us on those things that we are beginning to look to, on those things that we are beginning to focus on other than Him. There was a day in New England back in the 1800s. People got up one morning and the sun did not rise. True story. The sun did not rise in New England. People got up. People started gathering and talking in groups. And according to historians, by noon, the churches were full. People were on their knees. People were crying out to God. People were asking for forgiveness. 
people stayed at church until late into the night. And that next morning, everyone came out. And that morning, they waited to see if the sun would rise. And that next morning, the sun rose. Little did they know that a volcano had erupted and completely blotted out the light of the sun from the day before. And people clapped and they cheered and they danced and they praised God. Simply because God allowed them for one day to not experience something that we take for granted every single day of our lives, that the sun will come up in another day. You know, God doesn't expect us to be thankful in a vacuum. God's not saying, just be thankful. You have to be thankful for something. The point is, you need to, under, you need to be focused on God and understand who God is so that you have something to be thankful about. The key to thankfulness is just getting our eyes off this world and focusing on Him and what He has for us. Here's the third one. The third one is to always live in hope. Always live in hope. Always remember there's a party coming at the end of the day. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. There is joy coming in the morning, no matter how dark the night is. You know, I've, I've had this experience on more than one occasion in meeting people from third world countries, and they come and they say, you know, Americans, Americans are so, they're so focused on what's here. In our country, we... We find our joy, I mean, we are, and, and those people are, they're very joyful in the Lord, but they will tell you they find their joy in looking ahead to what God has because they don't have anything here. It's hard to be thankful for things that, that you don't have. And so they are forced to live in hope every day of their lives. They live with that anticipation of what God has promised and what God has in store for them. Look at this verse from 1 Peter 1. Verse 3. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That should be, there shouldn't be a day that goes by where you don't wake up and think, wow, I have this living hope. And let me just say something about hope. Hope is past and future. You know, the Bible says the hope of all ages has come. That's Christ. Through Him, you have so many gifts that you can focus in on in any given day. But not only do you have hope in what God has done, but we also have this hope for the future. We have this amazing hope that in the midst of the groan, and we live in this groan, all of us, that in the midst of that groan, that there's a day coming. Peter talks here about this inheritance which is kept safe in heaven. And so the whole world economy can collapse and our inheritance is safe. Your retirement, people, your retirement is safe. And so we find that we have this security, that we are protected because of this from discouragement, from pessimism, from negativity. Even though it's winter in Narnia, spring is on the way. That is the 
hope that we are called to live with every single day of our lives. The Bible says we should look forward to the day. We should look forward to that day. This morning, you are going to walk out of here and tomorrow's Monday morning. Holidays are going to be over. You're going to be back at work and all of us here are going to have a choice. And I would just challenge you. Maybe put this out on the edge of your bed and tomorrow morning. To say, God, today I'm, today I'm going to choose thankfulness. No matter what my situation, I'm going to choose to be thankful. I'm going to focus on, on you today, Lord. And I'm going to live in hope. I'm going to not forget that at the end of the day, there is a huge celebration, the marriage feast of the Lamb. You do that and it will change your life. And it will change your focus. Father, I thank you for this reminder of the importance of giving thanks in everything. Lord, this is a challenge. Lord, maybe it's harder for some than others, but it is a challenge for all of us. We get discouraged. We get disappointed. We have expectations. Father, you ask us to sacrifice those expectations. Father, you call us to give thanks in all things. And I would just pray, Lord, for each person here. I pray for anyone here who does not know Christ. Lord Jesus Christ is the source that opens up the blessing in our lives that gives us something to be thankful for. Without Christ, Lord, we have no hope. But in Christ, we have amazing hope you've been at work in the past, that you'll be at work in the future, that you'll walk through us, with us, in the midst of whatever we're facing. And so, Lord, help us by your Spirit today to choose, to choose to be thankful people. Lord, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.